You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello and welcome to Travel Talk Weekly. This is episode number 10, original air date, December 17th, 2019. It feels like we've done more than 10 shows, but I do think this is an important milestone. It is, and it does seem like more because, you know, we do produce two shows every week between this and our Disney show. This is true. And it does keep us busy. I think our New Year's resolution is maybe start recording these a couple at a time so we're not doing these every week. How about that? <laughs> hey, I like that That's idea. Our New Year's Let's resolution. do it. Let's do it two different cruises that we have planned and that we are inviting you to join us. The first one is a cruise out of Port Tampa Bay, and this is on the Royal Caribbean Brilliance of the Sea. So join us on April 27th, and this is a really unique cruise out of Tampa. And keep in mind, we are going, so you'll be coming with us. Yes, and this will actually cruise from Tampa to Key West and all the way over to the Bahamas, to the private island that Royal Caribbean recently renovated and is calling the Perfect Day at Coco Cay Cruise Stop. And we're calling our cruise from Tampa Bay to Coco Cay. This is going to be really great because usually when you cruise out of Tampa, you only go to the Western Caribbean, which is going to be Grand Cayman or Cozumel. So we're really excited to do something new and different out of Tampa. The next cruise we'd like to invite you along to join us is a once-in-a-lifetime cruise. We're calling it the Three Sisters Cruise, and it's with a line called Azamara Cruises. There are only three ships in the fleet, and for the first time next October, for one night only, all three ships will be in port together for an amazing evening in the town of Koper, Slovenia. If you'd like more information about either of those, send me a quick email, rob at traveltalkweekly.com. This episode is a big departure from any other topic that we've talked about before on this show or on Disney Travel Secrets. It's all about skiing and specifically all-inclusive ski trips with Club Med and why we think it's one of the best ways to enjoy skiing. Here's a little spoiler alert, though. It is cheaper to take your family on a ski trip with Club Med in Europe than it is to take them to Colorado. And that is shocking. It is. And you'll find out more why later. And back in the day, I did most of my skiing in either Colorado or Utah. And back then, there was a Club Med. It was at Copper Mountain in Colorado. And it was very different than the ski resorts of today. Yes. And I grew up in Colorado, and I lived in Utah. And ironically, I am not a skier. I mean, I love skiing, but... I think you do okay for a beginner. I, not yeah. for someone who grew up out there, but... <laughs> I know, know. People automatically assume, oh, wow, you must go skiing all the time. And unfortunately, I didn't because skiing is expensive. Our very first date was actually skiing in Utah. Because you thought I skied. Well, I assumed you did. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, I grew up in Colorado. I live in Salt Lake City. I'm going to assume that you skied. So we had just met in 2005, and the same day we met in Orlando, you actually flew home to Salt Lake City. Yes, and you said, you know what, I'm going to come out and I'm going to take you skiing. My response was like, yeah, uh-huh, sure. Yeah, but two weeks later, I did fly out, but we were talking on the phone every single day, so it's not like I just said, hey, I'll see you in two weeks, and you know, I showed yeah, up. Yeah, I know. But I am so glad that we started dating before social media. You know why? That would have been a lot of pressure on my end to show you ski stuff. In Utah, in yes. all the snow. And in your YouTube channel. <laughs> the first place we skied was Alta. 
And I still love that resort. And we had a room right at the base of the mountain, which was, I will say, an awesome first date. And if you are not a skier, having a place that's right on the base of the mountain is called a ski in, ski out, which means that you can walk out of your ski resort where you're staying and just jump right on one of the lifts. Yeah, but you want to put your skis on first. Yes, you do. That is true. Or your snowboard. But Alta is a skiing only place. I don't think that they've added snowboards there yet. And that's why I liked it. <laughs> yeah, because Alta's right by Snowbird. And Snowbird, and this is, you know, I grew up skiing, you know, many, many years ago. And I remember when snowboarding first started back in the late 80s. And they were just carving up everything. Half the people didn't know what they were doing. So they're always falling in front of you. So I did like, and I don't know, I did not do my research on this. I don't know if Alta allows snowboarders. I'm hoping they don't. But fast forward years later, and we found ourselves skiing in the French Alps with Club Med. And I will say this is one of the most epic trips that I think that we have. I mean, we've taken a lot of trips. We have. But this one was very memorable. It's kind of what we do. It was neat. Yeah. Most people don't know this, but back in the late 80s, I was a ski instructor for a few years. It was at a place called Hidden Valley. It's in the St. Louis area. And before you look it up, yes, it's very, very small. But size doesn't matter when you're just learning to ski. It was a great place to not only learn how to ski, but also to tune up for trips out west to the bigger resorts. We even have a little ski place here in St. Petersburg. Now, no, it's like a little, it's a, what's, it, what's it called? It's an indoor carpeted ski training yeah. thing. It's at Bill Jackson's Shop for Adventure, which is one of our partners when we were doing our Amazon trip. If you're in Florida, then learning on one of those indoor little ski ramps is very, very good. If you're in St. Louis, and St. Louis right now, I was looking at the weather report, they're about, they're getting pelted with snow right now, which is good for the ski resort, bad for the drivers around St. Louis. So kind of a fun fact, here in Florida, we have one of the largest ski clubs. So figure that one out. You would think that maybe it should be Colorado or Utah. No, but... I know why. When you live up there, you don't need a ski club here. <laughs> yeah, that's You want true. to get a bunch of friends <laughs> together. If you live in Colorado, you just say, hey guys, let's go. Well, and if you're part of a ski club and you're listening to this show, you are going to love what we have to share about Club Med. Okay, back to the Alps. We have a lot of reasons that we love this trip over skiing in the U.S., but we'll start with the basics before we get into the Club Med and the details of skiing with them in the French Alps, and in Europe in general. Yeah, and these are specific for if you are packing for a ski trip, and it's so much different than when you're just like headed over to just enjoy Europe for a while. And this is primarily for those of you that don't ski. If you do ski, you're probably going to know most of this, but packing for a ski trip is very different. So don't think you're going to wear just your regular winter stuff and you know, you're going to wear like, you know, a pair of exercise pants over a pair of jeans yeah. and you'll be fine. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I used to bring everything with me from my ski clothes, but also my own skis and of course boots. But with modern equipment the way it is, unless you live near a resort and you ski all the time, having your own skis is a waste of time and a waste of packing and lugging them around. And one of the cool things is that when you do rent ski equipment now, a lot of times you can maybe if you go like maybe once a year or twice a year, they actually have like the latest and greatest and you can demo some different skis so you can try some different things and not be locked in. This packing tip is definitely for the person who is the occasional skier. Definitely rent your skis. Now, you are still kind of on the fence about boots, though. Well, when we first started dating and I was going out there, we were skiing fairly often. I bought us everything. I bought us skis, boots, clothes. I bought us everything. Because when you and I started skiing, they had gone from the long straight skis. And if you're a skier, you know this. My skis were like either 200s or 210s. And they were the long straight ones. Now they have what they call the parabolics, where the tips and tails are a little bit bigger than the center part of the ski. makes it a lot easier to turn, uh, a lot easier. 
And so even though we have our own skis, we don't use them anymore because they're outdated. One thing I do recommend, and that's having your own boots, because our boots were form-fitted just to our feet. Nothing can ruin a ski trip faster than having sore feet. This is true. And your boots are something that are going to be a little easier to put into your luggage, but you got to keep in mind when you're going to Europe, you got to be a really good packer because it's more expensive for check-on luggage. So keep that in mind. But boots, if you're going to ski on an annual basis, it's a good investment. I agree. And if you're only going to go once every so often, you know, like every, every couple like years, five years or you, something, some resorts, you'll be able to rent stuff like jackets and pants and gloves and all that kind of stuff. And almost every resort now you can rent helmets. Yeah. And a lot of them require helmets too, but they all offer them for rental. I'm not a helmet person. I know you need I to be though. I grew up not wearing a helmet skiing. Safety just, first. Just like I grew up not wearing a helmet when I rode my bike. But now you ride a helmet when we ride our bikes. Yeah. It's not because of me. It's because of the other people and on the street. And that's why you wear a helmet on the slopes because of the other people. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not worried about getting hit by a person. When I'm riding my bike, I'm worried about getting hit by a car. Okay. Okay. The other really, really important item to make sure that you have good quality are your socks. And you're going to want to have warm socks because like you said, when your feet get frozen or cold, and I mean, if you have good boots, you're not gonna have to worry about that. But if you are renting boots, make sure you bring really, really good like wool socks that are going to be really, really warm. That's one of the, the items in our ski bag that is very important. And that's something to ask if you go to a place that does ski clothing is ask them, hey, I'm looking for the best pair of socks. Those are very important and get, you know, two or three pairs, you can wash them and rinse them out and kind of rotate them. So if you're going to ski for seven days, you don't need seven pairs of socks. Yeah, that is true. And then of course, you have your basics, you got to have a good jacket, some ski pants and some really good gloves. You know, you know that I love the brand Spider. Yes, we both have a lot of Spider gear. There are a few added components that make a ski trip much different than a regular vacation. And first is the cost of any rental equipment like we, we just mentioned, whether that's you know, the skis and poles, whether it's boots, clothing, anything like that. So stuff you have to rent, like we mentioned, a helmet. That is definitely an additional line item that you don't get with traditional trips. The second is the cost of the lift ticket. In order to get on those slopes, you do have to purchase a lift ticket. And if you're not familiar with them, it's kind of like a ticket to a theme park. You'll get in a line, you'll get ready to get on a ski lift, and then you'll scan your ticket. And there's all different ways that they do this, but just know you do have to get a pass to go up and down that mountain. Another thing I highly recommend are ski lessons. And I don't care if you if you ski before, like, I, you know, as a former instructor, I still like to take lessons. You know, I don't go every year. I want a professional to say, nope, lean in this way, or you need to pressure your downhill ski when you're doing this, and you need to shift your weight this way. I want to have a professional evaluate me, and then I can practice those things later. And it makes a huge difference because the first time I went skiing, I remember that my sister or brother, my dad said, hey, you can take the ski lesson. And I was like, I don't need to take a ski lesson. My older brother's going to teach Clearly, me. Clearly, that was a mistake. It was definitely a mistake. And I remember even when, and so I had never taken a ski lesson. And when you came out to take me skiing, you were teaching me things. I was like, oh, this makes a big difference. And it was just little adjustments. So ski lessons are definitely recommended. And if you've never skied before in your life, but you want to take your family on a ski vacation, I would say ski lessons are imperative. And there's a way to do it where you can still take a lesson, but then enjoy some time on your own. Those are three things that make ski trips more expensive than other trips. And that's where Club Med comes in because two of those things are included. And they happen to be the two most expensive things. Yes. Your lift tickets and mm. your lessons are yes. included. And we're going to mention some other things that are included throughout the rest of the show. We found out when we priced out the different vacations that going to the Alps actually can be the same, if not better, 
in price once you add up the extras. And I think it's the overall better. experience, better. it is better it's, though. I think it's a neater experience just because of the culture. You know, we both love going to Europe for any type of a trip and skiing in the Alps was awesome. Well, let's talk about that and give you our take on our experience. We went to a few of the Club Med resorts in the French Alps with our friend Lisa, who actually works for she them. She works for Club Med, yes. Yes. And so instead of staying at one of the resorts for the whole trip, we actually got to experience three amazing resorts because we were we were doing research. This is hardcore travel research. <laughs> yes. Moving between three resorts, ski resorts, I will say, in one seven-day trip, you know, you're going to spend some time traveling, but it was it was awesome to experience three completely different types of resorts. Now, this was a travel agent experience, and it was meant for us to see the properties. And that's what I really loved is, again, the three different properties and how different they were. Yeah, because normally you're not going to visit three resorts, but instead you're going to choose one. And then your lessons, for the most part, they all run on a Sunday to Sunday basis. So for Club Med, that's kind of how they operate their schedules. Now, you can do a custom order, but just know that the lessons run from Sunday to Sunday. Two of the places that we were able to experience, one is called Valmorel. And one is called La Plana. Let's start with La Plana, and then we'll go to Valmorel, because I like Valmorel a little better. Even though that was our first resort, that was my favorite as well. So what was interesting about La Plana is that the resort is mid-mountain. Most resorts, especially in the U.S., your resorts are going to be at the base of the mountain. So the first thing you do is you go and you get on a lift to get up the mountain, whether it's a ski lift or a gondola. At La Plana, you're starting mid-mountain. So you can go higher if you want, or you can just walk outside the resort, pop on your skis, and just start skiing downhill to the base. So I do like that. The The views from the resort, because you're mid-mountain, were incredible. Yeah, so this one was really cool because you were so much further up. And this resort is known for its views of Mount Blanc, which is a very famous mountain in the Alps, for and sure. And also a very famous pen. And a very famous very pen. Very expensive pen. <laughs> Aside from the amazing views that you will have at La Plana, here's a couple things about the ski area to know in general. This one is definitely geared more towards the, I would say the advanced skier. I would say advanced, yes, a little more than Valmorel. And although it was wide open, um, not as much as Valmorel, which we'll talk about in a second. So they do have you know the green, the blue, and the black, but they have one between blue and black called red. And yeah, I had, I, I had never heard of that. I had before. never heard of that either. And unless they added it to Colorado, and I just didn't know about it. <laughs> well, and if you're not familiar with what those color codes are, if you're a beginner skier, green is the easy. So that one is the beginner runs. They're usually pretty flat and something that anybody can ski on. And then flat, smooth, and not steep. Yeah, exactly. And then you have the blue. That's the next level up. And then. Like you said, in Europe, they have red, and then you get the black, and the black is for like the expert skiers, the people that are really good. I do not like to ski blacks. The black diamond, and then some resorts have double black diamonds, and those are the steepest runs, and usually narrow, so you can't like do wide turns back and forth. Yeah, you got to be committed going straight down. (laughs) And moguls. Yes, moguls are the bumps. Yes, they are. (laughs) That's what I call them. I don't like moguls either. (laughs) You know, I, you know, as much as I had skied, I really never mastered moguls. You have to, you have to really plan ahead. I'll tell you people that are good at moguls are people that are good at slalom racing, because with that, you have to really plan your turns, you know, two or three in advance. And with moguls, unless you're really, really reactive, you need to plan a couple turns and kind of plan the line that you're going to ski down the mountain. So at the ski resort, they have at this particular one, there's only 12 green runs and there's 132 of the blues. So this one's good if, you know, if you're 
doing pretty good and you're really comfortable with with green runs, then you would probably really enjoy this mountain. And I did. Of, I, I really enjoyed I, it. I did too. And the crowd, I would say, was more, it felt more Colorado. It felt more- It did. Um, more of a little bit of a bar atmosphere, mm-hmm. more places to drink outside as well as the bar inside. Even though there are families, I saw more like groups of friends than I did families at this particular time. You know, it could have changed since then. We don't know. <laughs> now, as far as the altitude goes, La Plana is at 6,890 feet in altitude. So that's not, when you compare that to like Breckenridge, which is in the 9,000 range, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, eight to 9,000. Yeah. So if you have altitude sickness or something, this may be a good option for you because you're not as high. True. Um, but there's tons of activities, the ski in, ski out aspect of La Plana, of course, because that's one of the things that um, Club Med does very, very well, which is great at the end of the day when you just ski right back to that resort, take your skis off and you have a little locker for your stuff and you just put everything in there and you are done for the day. And there is a difference between just ski in, ski out or ski out. So in some resorts, you can ski out and down the mountain from where your, where your resort hotel is. However, you have to take a lift to get back up. If it's ski in, ski out, it means you can ski down the mountain to your resort, take a break, you know, go back to your room, whatever, and come back out of your resort and keep skiing down the mountain. Yeah. And that's what was really cool about this is, is you, you literally, you could go out and say, okay, do I want to keep going up the mountain, jump on a lift, or do I want to just go down for a while and then come back up? Because this resort was in the middle of the mountain for the most part. And when we were in Utah, there was a place in also where it was like, I don't know, a six person like house right in the middle yeah, of the mountain. Yeah, that was like right in the middle of the and mountain. And they would use a snowcat to get all of your groceries and all of your luggage up for the whole week. Yeah. Which we said we'd do someday and we never did. <laughs> that would be fun. And La Plana, the pricing at La Plana was pretty reasonable as well. That one's a pretty reasonable, and we'll go reasonably over, we'll priced. we'll go over pricing at the end when we compare the European resorts at, with Club Med to the U.S. resorts. Specifically, we compared it to Breckenridge in Colorado. Now let's head over to the one that we really enjoyed, and that was Valmoral. I really loved Valmoral, and this was the resort that reminded me a lot of Copper Mountain out in Colorado, which used to be a Club Med resort, because it's wide open skiing. There was some areas where you know, you're going to find the the skinny steep slopes, you know, the black diamonds and things like that. But Valmoral was just wide open. And it's to me, I really enjoyed that because there was hardly anybody out there. The narrower the trail, the more crowded it gets, obviously. So this was skiing like in a giant, giant field. In a lot of areas, there wasn't just a certain trail, like you had to go down this way. You could just ski all over the whole face of the mountain. I really enjoyed that. The skiing here was really great. And it's a little, it's a smaller resort for sure. So this one only has 165 different runs. Oh, no. I know, right? But there's a lot more beginner runs. So there's 22 of the green runs and 38 of the blue runs. They only have 17 of the reds and eight of the blacks. So if you're into the expert, you'll be going down the same ones a lot. And this is a great resort for both beginners and people that maybe haven't skied for a while and want to really tune up. And also, it's a great place for families. It's a great place for families. And here's one of the unique things about it is there is no minimum age. Whereas at La Plana, they have a 24-month-old minimum age. So if you have a baby, you could definitely come here. They, and they have um, like uh, baby care and stuff. So, you know, I know some families that are younger and they have like little, little tiny baby ones. They can still go here. Mom and dad can go enjoy skiing and the kids can be taken care of. And this is very deceptive, but you could bring Baby Yoda. Who looks very little, but it's actually, Baby Yoda's about 50 years old. Totally different species. I don't know where you got that, but okay. 
Can you imagine Baby Yoda skiing? That Come would on. be awesome. That would be funny. <laughs> if you are not familiar with Baby Yoda, you have to watch The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Now, um, if you're worried about the altitude here, the the base where the resort is, is at about 4,800 feet. And then the actual ski slopes go all the way up to 8,367 feet. So that's a pretty good vertical. Yeah, so you got a pretty good vertical here. I just remember we had some really, really beginners in our group, and we had started at this resort, and they loved it. It was the perfect place for them to get comfortable on skis and to just kind of get familiar with the whole skiing concept. And the ski in, ski out here was so awesome. If you're going to visit multiple resorts, generally you want to go to the easiest one first. If you have some beginners and you go to, if you're going to do two or three resorts like we did, and you're going to go to you know, La Plana first, then Valmorel, some of the beginners could get discouraged. So not that beginners can't ski La Plana, just if you're going to do a trip to both of them, do that one first, then Valmorel. Yeah, but I would still recommend you just go with one resort. I do too. I wouldn't, completely. yeah. Because then you don't have to keep packing and I will say the drive between the resorts, amazing views, but keep in mind, if you're going to do that, that's going to take up your ski time as well. Absolutely. And you're going to be behind in lessons because the group you end up joining have, you know, they may have been there a few days. Yeah, exactly. Now, one of the cool things about this particular resort is that they do have an indoor pool. And so in the evenings, it's kind of nice to go and enjoy the indoor pool. And sometimes when it's snowing outside, it's so pretty. And that's that's a nice little feature at this particular resort. And I will say it was a little bit of a notch up from La Plana in terms of ratings and the services and amenities that you it, get. It was, it was newer and you could tell. Yeah, you definitely could. It also was closer to the town. So if you wanted to take a day off of skiing and maybe go into a little part of the town, you could do that from this resort. Whereas La Plana, you're kind of high up the mountain, so it's not quite the same. They're really big on fitness classes and they have a cardio room. So it's if skiing didn't beat you up enough that day, you can go to the gym and work out some more. <laughs> I can't imagine that. You know, my idea is going sitting in front of the fireplace, having a nice uh, adult beverage by the fireplace. Yes, the apreski. Apreski, yes, very French. <laughs> I know, right? The children's club at this resort are, is also really, really great. So they have um, tons of clubs for kids that they break down. So you have like the little, little ones, and then you have the four to 10 year olds, and then the 11 to 17 year olds, they have some clubs as well. Now, some dates, they're not available. And so if that's important to you, you always want to double check and make sure it's available. But for the most part, um, you can get babysitting anytime. They even have a teen spa at Valmorel. So that's kind of something fun. And if you have people that aren't going to ski, they have like snowshoeing or Nordic walking which is just walking in the snow in a different way. You, you can also poles. do snowboarding. Yeah, it, absolutely. You can do snowboarding at both of those resorts. And of course, at both places, you have um, some great restaurants to dine at. And, and as you mentioned, some bars. One of my favorites at Val Morale was the bar that was Mid-Mountain. I do you do remember, remember, you remember do stopping remember. in there? Yeah, you just stop in there, especially on a nice sunny day, pop the skis off, grab an adult beverage. It's actually as cold as it was in general. When you're out there in the sun, it was actually pretty warm. Yeah, it actually gets really warm. So that was fun. Valmorel was a really beautiful resort, and that's one I would definitely recommend if you're thinking of skiing in the French Alps. Club Med does have more resorts, not just in France, but also in Italy and Switzerland. How you choose should be based on your style of travel and your ski level, plus your family makeup. How many people are in your family? What are the ages? What are their levels of skiing experience or ability? I would love to go to Italy and ski Pregiolato just because Italy and skiing in the Alps to me sounds awesome. Plus, then we can just continue and, you know, 
cruise down to Italy and take another vacation down there. (laughs) One thing we haven't hit a lot on is that these Club Med resorts are all inclusive. So that means that all your meals and your drinks, including alcohol, are included. The adult beverages are included. And if you've ever been to a ski town, sometimes that's where you spend the most money is on the food because everything, the price is totally plussed up because they know they got you. You're there to ski. So that grilled cheese sandwich is going to be like $15. You feel like you're paying Disney prices, basically. The big resorts in Colorado and Utah are definitely what I would call Disney pricing or you know, major league sports like you know, NFL, major league baseball, yep. that kind of pricing. So when you're putting together your your budget for a ski trip, that's a really important thing to think about. So we mentioned in the beginning that we had a little spoiler alert that for us to go to Colorado and do a ski trip or for us to go to Europe and ski in the French Alps, it's actually cheaper to do it with Club Med. We did a side-by-side comparison. We did one week in Valmorel, and we did one week in Breckenridge. Same arrival days, a Sunday to Sunday trip. Yep, a family of four. So two adults, two kids, one kid is six, one kid is 14. So we kind of crossed that barrier and we included everything. Your lift tickets, we included the lessons. So a daily lesson. We included the all of the equipment that you need. The rental. The rentals. Mm-hmm. We included transfers to and from the airport because you got to get there. And the only thing we didn't break down was the food and drink. So we didn't include that. So keep in mind, with Club Med, it's included. With the trip to Breckenridge, it was not. And we're going to show you the price. Okay, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, so for a family of four to go to Club Med, and this includes flights too. I forgot to mention that. And we did flights from Tampa. So we're just doing it based on where we would fly from. It is $11,455.82. That's to ski I'm the glad French you broke Alps. It down into the eighty-two cents part. You can just round up. <laughs> nope, nope. It's about eleven four fifty. That's all. That's close enough. Okay, eleven four fifty. Now, when we go to Breckenridge, I also chose a ski in, ski out, and similar accommodations because I'm trying to make them as equivalent as possible, and included all the exact same things. One of the things that I couldn't get like a really good apples to apples was the half day lesson. Now, they do offer some half-day lessons at Breckenridge for you could do like a private with your family, and that ends up being $895 a day for a half-day lesson. At Club Med, it's already included in the overall price. So I just kind of said, you know what, let's say that you're really good at negotiating and you were able to get them to, to bring that, um, that $895 down to, let's say, $600 a day for your family. And then you get that for six days. So the total, and again, this one does not include your food, your drinks, or childcare if you want to have your kids go to like the little kids camp. And this does include airfare and your transfers, everything else, apples to apples. The total is $15,178.67. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that if you're going to do a private lesson like out in Colorado, you're typically not going to do it every day because of the cost. Whereas with Club Med, it's included. So you're going to do it because it's in the price already. So you might do a half-day lesson maybe the first day or two, but still, there's there's a huge price difference. What we did not include, food and drinks, and that can easily be a few hundred a day. So for a family of four, especially if mom and dad are going to have like a glass of wine at dinner, and again, three meals, maybe snacks on the hill, you're probably going to spend, let's say, let's be conservative and say 300 a day on food and drinks. Yeah, for four people, that's very realistic. Very conservative. Yeah. So that's another $2,100. So 
So if I do the math on this, it actually, if you include our average for food, it's actually almost $6,000 more to take your family and go to Colorado than it is to go to the French Alps and ski. And this and the pricing included airfare. So and it's very counterintuitive. Like if someone said, well, I'm going to go ski in Colorado at Breckenridge, or I'm going to go ski the French Alps, they'd be like, oh my gosh, Europe would be way more expensive. And it's not. However, when you mention that price at Breckenridge, people say, oh my gosh, I would never spend that much. Because when they're doing a US ski trip, they do not budget for food and drink. They don't think about it. They just like, okay, I'm just going to spend it. So they're like, oh my gosh, I can do this trip for 12 grand. Yeah, without eating and drinking. Yeah. So Club Med is such an incredible value. It's an amazing product, something we will definitely do in the future. It's just a really good value. And why spend more money to go to Colorado when you can experience Europe with Club Med? We're also very excited for a new resort that they're building right now. And this is in Quebec. So it's right outside of Quebec City. And I do not know how to pronounce this. It's called Charlevoix. Okay, so it's another French. (laughs) (laughs) It almost sounds like Chamonix, but it's Charlevoix. Yeah, Charlevoix. And it's scheduled to open up in December of 2021. So we still have some time for that. When I heard that this was announced, I was hoping it was going to be earlier because I am chomping at the bit for this one. Yeah, and you know what? (laughs) This is going to be a very popular resort. It should scare the heck out of any of the ski resorts, especially the ones in like, you know, Vermont and the eastern part of the U.S., but also Colorado and Utah. We're going to be going the season it opens. And if you're listening, Club Med, please open it earlier. Yeah, that would be awesome. Now, here's your your um, takeaway for this week. Definitely check out Club Med for the next time you're thinking of taking a ski trip and get your passport or check your passport to make sure that it is current. So because I think we're going to be doing a big group when the one in Quebec opens up. We will for sure. So thanks for joining us this week. We hope you've learned a little something about skiing in the Alps and enjoyed the show. Tune in next time as we take you to the polar opposite of skiing in Europe. See what I did there? Polar? I I saw. I saw. Next week, it's relaxing at all-inclusive vacations in the Caribbean. One of my favorite vacations. I just think I love vacations. I think we are (laughs) now addicted to them, officially. We've been addicted to them. Allegedly. We just love travel. But before you go, remember this. It's a great, big, beautiful world. Get out there and see it. Until next time, never stop exploring. 